you know, Russ Acoff has a really good quote that I like that he, he says that, and I'm paraphrasing, in, in sometimes in the pursuit of innovation, we don't stop and ask ourselves why, or is this even worth doing? Welcome to the Father and Son Podcast, where my father and I discuss anything that's been in our minds lately. In this week's episode, we're discussing AI and whether or not it has the potential to take our jobs. Hope you enjoy. So you're someone who's been around programmers and people who are, de- who are developing high-level algorithms uh, for banks and other things. You've been around those kind of people for most of your life. Seeing as you've been so close to people developing things that are close to AI and things that are close to automation, how nervous or how worried do you, uh, are you about AI or automation taking our jobs in the near future? Our jobs and my job or any or job? Just in jobs in general. Not not I, your job, not my job, just jobs in general. I I don't th- I'm not worried. I think it's a it's inevitable. And if it's, it's inev- inev- inevitable that many of the jobs that are done today by humans will be done tomorrow by computers. It's so I'm not worried. I've seen it throughout my career, and jobs will be continue. Jobs will continue to be supplanted by computers. And that's just it. People are starting to lose the, their jobs and lose their jobs. What's happening is that any simple job where things are done repetitively, for the most part, has been taken away by automation uh-huh. already. Whether the warehouse jobs, things that are simple. You just need a machine to pick something up and take it to a certain truck. And yeah, wh- whether, it's physical, it's, whether it's physical things like you describe in a warehouse or even non-physical things uh things that required human intellect but they were very simple and repetitive tasks these are also being automated by uh computer programs not ai and we should talk about what ai actually is in in a little bit but just through simple automation automation of physical machines or automation of computer programs this has already happened and will continue to get will continue to happen What's going to happen in the future is more complex tasks will be done by computers. Such as? Think about the, let's talk about a protected job, a job that's not going anywhere, a doctor. So you have a radiologist. Uh-huh. And what what's the job of a radiologist? You know, they look at an x-ray or an MRI or fMRI or any of these different types of scans and they say, this is what we think you have. Mm-hmm. In 10, 20 years, I think that will be done by by AI. Yeah, if you already have a if you have a program that knows what your heart is supposed to look like, it can scan it using the X-ray and figure out the anomaly. It takes out the need for a doctor because it automatically do it. Exactly, and and I don't even think that that's that difficult in terms of a computing problem when you combine combine. Uh, what's called artificial narrow intelligence or the ability to do singular tasks over and over again, I think that that radiologist job is going to be redundant or the majority of them. So you may have a radiologist as a control or as a a consultant in, in, or, or we've never seen this thing before, or there's an anomaly or something like that. 
but I would say the majority of radiologists will go. And, uh-huh. and the doctors are largely considered a protected class. We're always going to need doctors. I think di- diagnostics will be done by computers in the future. So what's going to happen is as computing becomes more and more advanced and AI and machine learning becomes more and more advanced, more and more advanced jobs will be done by AI. So, for example, self-driving cars uh-huh it's still it's still it's very still, yeah it's still fringe right now it's still f- fringe it's kind of interesting we think we we know kind of it's coming on the horizon elon musk talks about it we know how much it's going to cost in a tesla but if you look at or assume that self-driving cars are is going to be the future cars are going to drive themselves what does that mean for truck drivers and uh, Uber drivers? What's going to happen to them? Are they going to just have no job or are they and their children, are they going to retrain themselves to do more sophisticated jobs? Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. And so the, the question is, do we believe that all those jobs are going to be done by a computer in the future? And what's going to happen to the people it's replacing? Are they just going to be jobless? Well, there's two there's two questions there. The question is, do you believe that computers are going to replace a driver? Uh-huh. Do you do you I think so. Yeah, I think it's already happening. I think it's it's very easy to see happen. If you say if it's a question of uh safety, then the, the government can very easily just create lanes for autopilot only for say you have these trucks that are delivering groceries just put them in the autopilot lane and just let them do their thing and they'll go straight to the warehouse they'll load and go back to their place like our like rc cars you know rc cars are on their little track and mm-hmm. you press the button same exact thing you leave it it goes and does its thing brings you bring it back fill it up and send it somewhere else okay like a roomba or yeah exactly yeah a roomba so is is the future the roomba is the future and so there is huge implications to that which is what you were getting to before what's the implications of if all of these drivers, so we're in Istanbul, one of the largest uh, methods of employment are taxi drivers. Yeah, every, drivers. Uh, every fifth do, person is a taxi driver. Do, Dolmuş drivers, uh, truck drivers, not just that, uh, the get, Getir and all of the... Couriers. All the couriers that are whizzing around Istanbul all day delivering... Cookies and milk and whatever and, you and need. Anything you need. You want kunafa at 1 a.m., they're going to deliver kunafa at 1 a.m. So in 10 years... Let's say n- there's no longer need for the majority. Let's not say none of them, but the 80%, vast majority, 80% yeah. are not. So in the same way as we've just described a future for all of these drivers where they're not going to have that particular job, the same can be said for retail workers, the other major. Yeah, of course. What is a retailer's job? Selling things. How hard can it be to replace them with machines? I, I want that shirt. A robotic arm picks it up, puts it next to you. You know, so I, I went, uh, when I was last working in Chicago, they had an Amazon store. An Amazon store? What's an, that? An Amazon store that sells food and and snacks and lunch and dinner and things like that. It has not a single person working on it in it. What do you mean? There's nobody working there. Nobody. You walk in with your Prime card, you go and you do your shopping. It's watching what you're doing. It's using machine learning and 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 AI. Are there any controllers? Like people like there's, there's nobody on there's the floor. There's nobody there. There's nobody in the uh, that I can see in the building. Uh huh. It can see what you're buying. It's tallying it up. It's watching everything, and then 
at the end you get charged and you leave wow yeah you don't even go to like a checkout it just already knows what you're picking up it just already knows because it's watching it's watching everything collecting data etc and so we can already see a world where there is no need for retail workers no need for drivers but i don't think it's going to stop there i think there's a there's a, a class of people above that that say we're, we're not people like we're, we're office workers office workers programmers designers etc like oh okay so we're not that we're not drivers we're we're creating something we're, we're, we're creating thing i i think that we're gonna get to the world get to a world where the, the machines are also capable of creating so i was recently uh listening to a song created by uh, uh, an ai i've i've heard it i've heard it. i haven't of heard G- it of jimmy jimmy hendrix i think it's jimmy hendrix and, and they did an amy winehouse song and i forgot the third i th- oh um what's his name anyway nirvana nirvana three bands you probably don't know i don't know any of those three people yeah so they the, the, they fed into the model the computer all of their songs and it pumped out a song uh-huh so this is a creative enterprise. These are some of the greatest musicians in the past, you know, fifty years, um, and the computer is able to recreate and create new songs and create new songs. And there is also services that can create websites for you, like brand new websites where you feed it a lot of information, like qu- answer some questions, and it will produce the website for you. Uh huh. And so, I think in the next twenty years, you know. It's not just going to be the menial jobs or what we consider menial jobs that are at risk to be done by a computer. More and more complex jobs are going to be done by the computer as well. So do you think the government will allow that to happen? Because if you have these AI and they're taking over millions of jobs, that's also millions of dollars of taxes that can't be paid because nobody's making money. The AI doesn't do anything. It's companies that are doing this. So it's not the AI's fault. That's like saying it's the spoon's fault. Or the gun's fault. Or... Yeah, it's not the AI. The AIs are not doing this to us. You know, it's, it's almost... You can almost see this... <laughs> I don't even know if I can, it makes, makes any sense. This prejudice against AIs in the same way as immigrants are taking away our jobs. It's not, it's not the AIs that are doing this. It's companies that are trying their best to lower... Costs. So that they can produce the same product and make maximize profit exactly it's the companies are trying to maximize profit and so if you look at uber for example huge company or lyft and all everybody their biggest their biggest loss of revenue or the biggest thing they have to pay out is their driver's salaries they can get rid of the driver's salaries they can make the same amount of money and even maybe even more because the 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 cars can stay out 24 7 or until they need to charge and they'll be able to just take all that money. And now you know Uber's long-term strategy. Uber's long-term strategy is to have the same product, but not have to pay, not have to pay drivers to do it. Exactly. You don't have to pay an AI. You don't have to give it downtime or. And not just that, uh, an AI is not going to, you know, fall asleep at the wheel, get drunk, take someone to the wrong spot. Take it, it, the also, wrong... customers will be happier. Because they're the, the the thing they're buying, the things they're paying for is being is is better. So now you know what's pushing AIs further and further and further is profit. It's profit and companies. And sometimes, you know, R- Russ Acoff has a, a really good quote 
that I like that he he says that, and I'm paraphrasing. In, in sometimes in the pursuit of innovation, we don't stop and ask ourselves why, or is this even worth doing? And so, but that that's what's fueling a lot of fueling a lot of you know the current innovation. And then there's also other areas or other reasons that you know, for example, you have people like Ray Kurzweil. Uh, the people who want to live forever. Uh, they're pouring a lot of time and money into getting to the singularity. or, or the Where they can merge themselves with computers? Yeah, where you can basically upload yourself to the cloud and live forever. Uh-huh. So there's brilliant people like him and others that are attempting to live forever. And that's pushing us from what's called artificial narrow intelligence to artificial general intelligence to artificial super intelligence. They want to get to the point where there's artificial super intelligence. Uh-huh. And so uh, let me just define those three terms. So artificial narrow intelligence is where AI is doing singular tasks, like I mentioned before, like... Uh, picking up, like picking up a, a box and putting it back down. No, that's automation. Oh. That's simple automation. Artificial intelligence is an actual intelligence. It's just narrow intelligence. It's within a narrow defined field. So, for example, um, you know, reading an MRI. Uh-huh. That's a complex task. It's not doing the same thing over and over again. It's telling you this person has a chance of having dementia in, in uh-huh. uh, that, that kind of thing. Analyzing. Or Google now knows what you're going to say. While you're writing an email, while you're typing or writing typing. an email, and how predict a- it. How accurate is it's it? It's pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate because it's constantly learning. That's the, you know, that's where AI or artificial narrow intelligence is merging with machine learning. Google has access to a bazillion emails written a day, so it knows with some degree of accuracy what you're going to what you're going to write. What exa- you- so that's an example of narrow intelligence, but still intelligence. So you have to th- you have to put aside the simple automation. So putting a car together does uh-huh. not require thinking. It doesn't just need, it's predefined. And then there is artificial general intelligence. That's the next evolution where we're not yet fully there. So what will that entail? That's going to entail a computer that can do more complicated interactions, not a specific interaction. So you'll be able to have a conversation with that computer. This is where We'll know when we get there when we pass the Turing test, and the Turing test is created by Alan Turing. Uh-huh. Remember Alan Turing? We used to live yeah. across the street from the house. Yeah, yeah, I remember. He was born in. Remember that's Alan Turing, and um, he has this thing called the Turing test that if you're able to, if you're talking to a computer and you can no longer distinguish that's a computer, then then it's it's passed. Then then, then it's, we've arrived at AGI. But what about <clears throat> we already have computers that can play chess and beat humans and but that's still a that's narrow uh, why is that still narrow huh? it's still playing chess it's still just it's doing a single thing that it's learned really really well whether it's chess or go go is in, insanely more complicated than chess and they've also beaten i think it's google's um <laughs> yeah and so watson's beaten the best at chess and i think google created uh, I forgot the name of the of the computer that's being the best Go player. But that's still, they're doing a single thing. Uh, yeah. But once they can, you can interact with them and they're doing multiple things, like a human, you don't, Yusuf does not just do one thing. Yusuf does many things. We can have a conversation about many, many things. They can, yeah, they can branch off, they can multitask. You can multitask. And so the Turing test is, 
to in, to see when the when the AI becomes a human. When yeah, can, when you, when, can, when the human can't distinguish that it's a, it's not a human. Because I know when I'm talking to Siri, I know when if I ask her to do something, it can can't really do it, but sometimes it can. But when we reach a point where Siri is like a person, like Siri, and it, it understands that that's AGI. Yes, that's then it's a, arrived at AGI, and there's a movie about about that called I think it's called Her, uh, where basically Joaquin Phoenix falls in love with his phone. He falls in love with uh, his phone. His uh, basically yes, his phone has something like Siri that's played by you know the voice of Scarlett Johansson, and he falls in love with his, his phone. phone. Yeah, and so. Then you've we've arrived as a collective to AGI, or not a collective as, as humanity has arrived to where or Steve Wozniak has his test called the coffee test instead of the Turing test. Uh huh. And what's a, the coffee test? When the computer can come into your house and you t- just tell the computer make me a cup of coffee, and it makes you a cup of and coffee, and it just figures it out. Can figure out where the kitchen is, everything, find everything, ask you what, how you like your coffee, and make your coffee. Then we've arrived at AGI. Siri and Google and Google Assistant and uh, that that's that's the closest thing we have to something that looks and feels like AGI, but then you get to artificial superintelligence, which is I'm guessing like really smart, like much smarter than any human. That's uh, Ultron. That's Ultron is. So you understand? A, yeah, that's Ultron. That's what people are scared of when. The the machines become self-aware. Become smarter than you. Then what's to stop them from doing whatever they want? And they're so smart. And imagine now they're computers. They're ready to reach the super intelligence. We can no longer predict what they're going to do. They're in charge. They're the captains now. Well, we don't know. But they're whether they're the captains or they're still subservient. But we no longer know what they're going to do because the rate at which they can do things and learn and is just exponential, so exponential that we don't know what's going to happen, what they're going to do. What We don't know what Ultron's plan is, right? We don't know what his motives are. You know, and so that's the singularity. That's the point that Ray Kurzweil's talking about. So um, do you look at things like this as a utopia or a dystopia? Like, do you see like this with like mass unemployment, like the world and like, or do you see this as people are not free to do things that they want? The government is subs- giving people money to just go travel and have fun because AI is taking care of all the work. And how, how do you see this AI world? I, I don't think that we're going to get to the Ultron world. I, I think that based on what I know now, we'll get to the AGI. We'll get to where... The comp- you'll be able to have a full conversation with the computer. It'll understand you. Um, but the point to which the computer... I don't mean where it takes over the world. And, I, I, don't, I don't mean that when I say dystopia. I mean that it'll take so many jobs that there'll be yeah, mass that, poverty. That, that, I think that will happen. I think what will happen is unless it's throttled down by government... It has to be because... How much mo- these these huge companies are creating? They don't pay that much taxes, right? They, well, tax yeah. Exempt. I mean, that's you. You said the you said they're losing billions. They use trillions of dollars of tax revenue, and no, but these companies already don't pay much taxes to begin with, right? Yeah, I'm talking about the government itself is losing trillions of dollars of tax revenue because if the, all these people are not making money and they're not paying, they're not they're not paying money to the government and the how does the government how does the government make money it uses it by paying tax uh, by taking people's taxes so it would 
it would be self-destructive for the government if they let this AI take let AI take over, unless they start like heavily taxing companies like that. So you you should be asking a different question, I think. Although the question that you're asking is stimulating intellectually. What do you think I should be asking? What do you think you should be asking? What should we do so that our jobs don't get taken away? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not concerned about myself. I'm by the time. But me, like, yeah, I, you, I don't have a job yet. What? Should I be doing so that I don't have to be worried in the future about AI taking my job? And what do you think the answer to that is? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure because we've established that artists and office workers and people like that, I think you have to be, in order to not get cut, you have to be at the top of like a world like that. You have to own your own business. You can make your own decisions. You don't have to bring in AI. But if you're working, I'm not sure which industry would be untouched so you can just go work for that. What do you think? No, I, I want I want you to work through this <clears throat> a little bit more. So the question is, what should you do such that the AI doesn't take your job? I think, I think, even if you reach the AGI, there, there will always be a, a need for overseers, right? Overseers of like, what? Like management. Like say you have you have people you have you have ai doing customer service jobs because you know you no longer need customer service representatives you still you're still going to have to have somebody watching over to make sure that there's no glitches in the program there's nothing like that so if you have millions of bill, billions of jobs replaced by artificial intelligence you'll still need millions of people to watch over it whether they be programmers whether they be physically watching the conversation to make sure ai doesn't mess up so but we've we've already established that AI it's AI will be ta- um not AI programmers will be their jobs have potential to be taken away as well because the AI can now write that code. So 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 what do you think? I'm I'm floundering here. Yeah, and there are some people who think that there will be programs that write programs, programs that test programs, programs that self-correct themselves. Um so which job is safe if all of these all of these even the job even the people creating the AI in the future won't have their jobs? It's a it's a very good question. So you don't know. I don't know. I I actually don't know. I mean, what jobs are safe other than to say maybe the person that's safe is the person that employs the AIs. Yeah, that's what I meant by the person at the top. The person, the one who has a company that that uh, needs to have a lot of artificial intelligence to actually do stuff in their companies. Um, so Jeff Bezos is not going to be replaced by... The Jeff Bezos uh, uh, AI. He won't be replaced, replaced by a program. He's the one creating oh. these programs. <laughs> Although, having said that, there are people that believe that you'll be able to have these. AI. You'll be able to have a Jeff Bezos AI. So if you look at, there's one guy that I've been following for a while. Um, he's more than just a futurist. He's somebody who invests a lot of money in the future as well. His name is Peter Diamantis. I've never heard of him. Yeah, he's the creator of the X Prize, and he's has a, a a bunch of companies that are very very forward looking in terms of like nanotechnology and. Um, and uh, like for example, he had a company that's now went bankrupt that was trying to mine asteroids. 
buy now uh, because they are they're because they're sort they have rare metals on them sometimes yeah they have a quadrillion tons of of, iron of all this stuff right and so he's he's that kind of guy or that kind of person and uh, he he believes you'll get to the point where you'll be able to feed an, uh, the the model or the machine learning algorithm enough of a person to be able to get to their essence understand their the principles by which they make decisions and understand how and then start and then making you, those decisions and then start making those decisions so maybe even the person at the top of the food chain is is um can be replaced by can be replaced by the the AI. I think if we ever reach that point, that would just be the end. That would be when AI fully takes over. Because if you're replacing the heads, the the CEOs, if you don't need the CEOs anymore, then who are you creating a product for? If you're even replacing the heads of these companies, who's left to pay you pay the company money? I mean, because th- if you think about it, what is the job of a CEO? It's all you know, creating a vision and then making decisions. What's the job of even the president of a, of a steer to steer the country to steer the president and, and what's what is steering what how, what's the the uh, making them make more money no the, the steering wheel is decision making <laughs> that's how you steer and so if you can boil somebody down to like you know in westworld they uh which is a really a show about about uh artificial intelligence it's basically uh, the the story of all artificial intelligence until they become basically the humans. Yeah, they become self aware, or artificial super intelligence. Uh, they had one line in, in the in the show that like we boiled down human code to ten thousand, think two hundred forty lines of code. So, is that a lot of code? No, it's nothing. Really? Yeah, it's nothing. But they're like, yeah, we so we, we boiled down humanity. We know how 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 they work. We know how humans work. We know how human works. No, we know how they make decisions. How they make decisions. So, the the truth is, I don't know. I don't know how you protect yourself from something that doesn't even exist yet. Something that other than other than principles, you know. So, we talked in one podcast that the most important skill for the next eighty years is what the ability to evolve, ability to learn. Yeah, you you never stop learning, you never stop adapting. I think the ability to learn, to teach yourself very quickly and adapt very quickly, is the way in which you protect yourself. Um, and so you never stop learning, you never stop looking towards the future. And I also think you never spend too much time in one particular job or company or area because that that's the that's the uh, that's the debate of specialized specialization versus being able to do many different things even if you specialize just not special not staying in the same place because you lose sight of the horizon you become so focused on you're not flexible your, your world becomes the the thing you're in that becomes your world and so you, you, you lose focus of the horizon um and so i think to protect yourself you you probably need i think to be able to learn very quickly, to adapt very quickly, and not to become pickled by a brine of a single company. You know, you should be moving, you should be experiencing new things so that you can keep your eye on the horizon, keep your um, keep your options, keep your options available so they don't dry up because you can do multiple it's, things. It's more than keeping your options available. This is so you don't lose perspective. You can see kind of where things are going. But so this is how you can potentially protect yourself, 
Right, potentially. But then there is to answer to go back to your <coughs> question from ten minutes ago. You know what are what's government's roles in all of this? How are they going to regulate it? Because they can do something about it. Well, they can either stall it, stall progress, like they have um, with electric cars. What if they? Don't? I thought they. I thought they liked electric cars. They have no choice but to like electric cars. We should have had electric cars thirty years ago. You know why are we having electric cars now? Um, it's because it's being pushed very hard by private industry, Elon Musk, etc. But the gas lobby is huge. Is so powerful that it has really stalled certain things. Because where is this gas into electric cars? They it eliminates the use for electric for for gas. So sometimes. Um, government stalls things that are very good and don't stall things that are very bad and so you know like and let me ask you a question all right you know the president of this country made uber illegal for a very long time uh while we were here do you think that is a good move or a bad move it was a good move because it was focusing on the local economy. How do, as we said in the podcast uh, earlier on, like in the beginning of the, of this episode, what do most of the tur- of, uh, what do a lot of Turkish people do as their jobs? They drive taxis. But isn't he just delaying the inevitable? How is he delay? How how is he delay? If he he has the ability to just not allow not allow Uber. What well, he he's allowed Uber now. No, but- let's just say these folks. Yeah, they're in their twenties and thirties, and some are in their fifties and sixties. If he was to allow innovation just to do what innovation does, then they have a fighting chance of potentially learning something new before they're self-driving cars and there's no need anymore for drivers. Uh huh. So do you think the fact that government is slowing things down in Turkey and other places um, is a good thing or a bad thing? I think in this situation, he was doing it to protect local people i don't the the, the the bigger question is will it work but in the short term it worked you a lot of a lot of the, a lot of us were using the ubers because they were the ubers were bigger they were like these vans yeah, they were cheaper they were, were they cheaper they were cheaper they were more effective they were bigger, they were much more, bigger much they, more comfortable and they were better product at less you know less price yeah why would you use the yellow taxi with the guy who is smoking and doesn't want to be next he doesn't want to be there but so yeah that's that is the big question but with what he did did work like he he saved taxis for a while but now uber starts to come back right now it's just the beginning they're only allowing taxi drivers to use the uber app it's it's not really uber it's just the taxi drivers have access to the uber app so they can use it so what what comes next are they going to allow actual ubers like people using their little peugeots to take you like abi i'm your uber so we have to see what happens with that, but yeah, that's in the short in the short term it is it did work, but in the long term, what are the effects going to be? I don't know. I mean, I think what you're seeing Uber slowly creeping back. Eventually, Uber will be here, and people in your Peugeot saying Abi will be picking you up. I think you can only delay it um, for as long as possible. Yeah, I I think what's going to have to happen is a more macro level solution so let's look at some of the solutions that are p- being discussed now um so you have for example and and credit to him 
although he's done something recently that made me not love him so much, but a- Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang, who ran in the last election. Yeah. He, he, he came up with something that people thought was ridiculous, which is UBI, Universal Basic Income. Uh, $13,000 a, a year? Yeah, $13,000 a year. $1,000 a month. Yeah, so 12000 a year for every person in the U.S. is just their basic income. And so how is this going to be funded? There was a lot of discussions around this, but let's just say, let's just theoretically all these companies that no longer need all these people, including their CEOs, they're making so much money because everything's been replaced by the AIs, then you can potentially tax those companies unless they have incredibly intelligent AI lawyers and and tax, uh, (laughs) you know... Tax evaders. Not tax... Yeah, well, you know, accountants. the, The question is... If even the CEO and the head of the company is an AI, who's benefiting from it at the that shareholder. point? Oh, the, the, the shareholder. Oh, the shareholder is benefiting. Us, the people who own those companies. You know, the shareholders. Everybody's going to become shareholders. Yeah, we'll all be shareholders potentially. Um, you know, Jeff Bezos himself doesn't want to run Amazon. In, in fact, he no longer runs Amazon. He wants to retire and just use his he, money and do whatever he wants. He, he's, he's already retired. He's no longer running Amazon. Andy Jassy is. And neither is Bill Gates. Bill Gates hasn't been running Microsoft for a long time. Exactly. And they don't want to run those companies. They want those companies to continue running. But if you can, instead of having, you know, Sundar Pichai in Google or Andy Jason or um, I forgot the guy in Microsoft. Uh, What's his name? Anyway, if you can replace him with an AI, all the better. Because they don't have to pay their salary, they, they're not necessary. And they get angry, and you have to worry about succession and all this kind of stuff. And are they gonna listen to the board and all? Yeah, they go of... behind the back, try to do a corporate so, so takeover. E- even so, companies exist to provide wealth and growth for their shareholders, not for their CEOs. And so, if we can replace them with even with an AI, all the better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, then the shareholders basically get maximum profit. They get all the profit. They get all, all, you know, a lot of the profit, right? Well, they'll get all the, I mean, they'll get more profit because there'll be less, uh, there'll be less people to pay. There'll be less people to pay, which is generally the largest line item of a company. So if you want to reduce your overhead, reduce as many people as possible, the net result of that is you're going to have unbelievable amounts of uh, unemployment. And an unemployed mass of people is it's gonna be like mad max it's very very dangerous incredibly dangerous they're gonna be bored and you have people at home that don't have any even if they have homes because they won't be able to make money and it just be it'll turn into mobs yeah it's you know you have a lot of time in your hand you don't have a lot of money you have a hungry family potentially it's unsustainable it is mad max It, it is how you start a dystopian future and so some of the solutions are, like I said, UBI. Everyone has a minimum amount of uh, income provided by the government. But won't that create inflation? Because if everybody's making the same amount of money, then companies can raise the price because they know how, how much everybody's making. So they'll raise prices for, cer- for product, certain products. And won't that create inflation? Well, inflation is different. Inflation is when uh, the buying power of the currency of the country can buy less. Uh-huh. So what you're talking about is price gouging where the companies know that people can afford only X amount. But it's a it's a it's a dance that they have to do if if they if 
governments and companies uh, screw over their people, the people will rise up against them. Uh huh. And so you need to keep the masses, I won't say happy or subdued or not docile, you know, um, keep them content. And so, yeah, it, it is a, you know, it's, it, it's a very, very thin line. And I mean, it's a very interesting question to consider for you, someone your age, uh, in one hand, it's too dangerous to say it's okay when I get there or, or when the AGIs come for us, the government will take care of it. I, I would, I wouldn't put your trust in any government like that. So you have to think to yourself, what can you do yourself? What can you do to hedge yourself against that potential future? Uh huh. Set yourself up in the best position that you can succeed and not <clears throat> suffer. And and you want to stay one step ahead until, uh, unless and until the you know the AGIs become ASIs and well, that's the end and, then and then Ultron the, happens and, and Avengers happens. come and saves us. Avengers come and save us. Thanks, Boba. You're welcome. Did you find that useful? I found that very useful. Now I'm looking forward for the Avengers. Mm-hmm.